You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 35, a practical guide to moving to New York City. Let's get started. What's up, you guys? This is Maggie Berra here, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, hey hey, at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Now, before we dive into today's topic, which I am really excited to talk to you about because it's a huge life change for me, I want to read for you the review of the week. And this one comes from Soprano Pepper, which I'm obsessed with your username. So whoever you are, thank you. They write, these podcasts are extremely helpful. There is nothing out there that is this informative. If you are an aspiring Broadway performer, you have to listen to every episode. So thank you for that review of the week. And if you want to be featured on next week's episode, I would love to read your review out loud and feature you. Just go ahead and leave a quick review on iTunes or on whichever podcast app you are listening to today. Okay, so big announcement. I have officially moved to New York City. Now, if you know me, you know that for two years I have been living at home with my family in central New Jersey because logistically it made sense. After I graduated college, I figured I could save up money by living at home, not having to pay for food and rent. And um, now I'm in New York City. I'm living with one of my best friends from college. And this space that we are in, I feel super blessed because it is massive for the price that we got it at. And we're also subletting out the third bedroom to keep the rent down. But I want to first discuss with you guys about how I got to this place. So as I mentioned, I've been living at home and I've been saving money, not having to pay for food or rent. But over time, transportation costs did add up. So to give you a layout of what I had been doing, it would take me about 10 minutes to drive to the train station, park my car, buy a parking pass, buy a train ticket, catch the train, which was usually a 45-minute ride to New York Penn Station, and the trains came, at least on the weekdays, about every 20 or 30 minutes, and on weekends, don't even get me started, they only came about an hour at a time, and then after that, I would walk to whichever audition I needed to get to. And I barely ever used the subway. I mean, I'm still to this day learning the ropes. Hopefully I'll look back at this episode and laugh at myself. But logistically, the cost of parking to keep my car at the train station was $6 a day. And a train ticket to and from New York City was about $22 a day. It was like $10.75 
each way. And then to save money, I would sometimes have my grandparents drive me to the train station now and then. And I eventually opted for a monthly New Jersey Transit Pass. Still, I wasn't fully in New York City yet. I didn't feel like New York City was my home, even though I was there every day. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that literally I am in New York City every single morning. But New York City was work to me, and New Jersey was home. But now... I'm hoping that this move will provide me more freedom in the city to do more of the things I want to do, to see shows, take classes, audition more, hang out with friends, get work done. Living in New Jersey limited how long I could stay in the city without having to stay overnight. Because remember, the trains only run until a certain time at night, and I hated having to travel back to New Jersey so late. It was time for a change. I am thrilled for this new adventure. I'm also really, really nervous, but I'm very excited. Now, I know that living in New York City as an actor will require a huge lifestyle change, especially judging from how different it's going to be from living with my family. I won't be able to go out to dinner nearly as much. I definitely can't afford the amount of Dunkin' Donuts coffees I currently consume on a daily basis, and meal prepping will have to become a part of my life pretty soon. And also, all of those cab rides that I used to take, yeah, not happening anymore, because who in the world has money to take a cab that often when you're living in New York City? So today, specifically, I want to discuss some things that I learned about signing a lease in New York City and moving my life into an apartment in New York City. Number one, this is really important, the market goes fast. And I mean really fast. Getting an apartment in New York City is vicious. It's always first come, first serve, and you have to move at a quick pace. Now, my roommate and I were on all of the rental sites, Zillow, Naked Apartments, Street Easy, every single day, constantly checking for new listings in the areas we were looking for, praying for cheaper prices and bigger spaces. We would see listings go up one day and taken down the next, sometimes within a 24-hour time frame. New York City stops for no one, and that definitely includes the rental market. Number two, be aware of scams. Thankfully, my roommate and I never had to deal with this, but this is something that I hear happens way too often in New York, so I want to bring this to your attention. When you first move to New York City as an actor, the thing you should really focus on first and foremost is getting yourself a safe and secure place to live in. Be careful of scams and make sure you see the place before you ever ever sign a lease or move in. Number three, take into account brokers and broker fees. This was something we definitely knew was very valuable to us, and I want to bring this to your attention as well because there's no shortage of licensed real estate brokers in New York City, actually well over 27,000 in fact by one recent count, many of whom are very good at their job many of whom would be more than happy to help you find a rental apartment. So if you're in the market for an apartment for rent and thinking of hiring a broker to help you in your search, the question to ask yourself is this. 
Is a broker's help worth the money for you? If you have money up front, I repeat, if you have money up front, a middleman like a broker really does relieve some stress, especially with how fast the market goes in New York City. New York City brokers can find you deals you maybe not be able to find yourself, but they charge fees, usually 15% of a year's rent, though you can occasionally negotiate. One of the primary functions of a real estate broker is to understand your requirements and desires for your new home, including, but not limited to, apartment size, number of bedrooms, your rental budget, building, and unit amenities, your preferred neighborhoods, and often a more specific location with those communities on a street rather than an avenue, for example. Basically, a good broker will call you with news of an apartment that satisfies your criteria, meet you in front of the building, unlock the door, and if you like the place, help you get all of the paperwork done to sign a lease. If you don't rent the apartment, they will continue to search and call you every single time they find something else on the market for you to look at. This sort of New York City real estate broker service can be really, really helpful for people who don't have the time to get on the internet and explore the rental apartment listings on sites. And if they are new to the city or moving here for the first time and not sure where to start looking. Our broker was fantastic, and she really helped us find a place that we loved. It didn't even take us that long. And we actually were looking at a place that we were interested in, and our broker found us a place that was the same size, basically same amenities, everything, but a couple hundred dollars less in the same apartment building. So she did a great job and she really walked us through everything we needed to know, especially as first time renters in New York City. So that was incredibly, incredibly helpful. Number four, it's important to know that subletting is also an option. You don't necessarily need to rent a place. Subletting is a very popular option, especially for actors who are new to New York City. Subletting is basically renting a room without adding your name to the lease. Now, subletters don't have to hunt for apartments nearly as long or jump through as many hoops as a leaseholder would have. You can also try to find sublets in different neighborhoods to see what you like best. A lot of actors love living in Washington Heights, West and Central Harlem, Morningside Heights, and the Upper West Side. If you want to look into subletting more, you can join groups on Facebook, such as Gypsy Housing New York City, which I think is now called the Ghost Light Housing New York City, New York City Actor Sublet Connection, Columbia Housing, etc. I will link to all of those in the show notes below. Number five, what the heck is a guarantor? A guarantor is someone who will pay for the rent if you are ever unable to come up with the full amount. Some landlords will require a guarantor if you make below a certain salary. That's probably pretty common for actors because of how little we can make sometimes if we're going from show to show or job to job and we're on a little bit of a dry spell or if you are brand new to the city. 
For New York City, a guarantor must make higher than 40 times the monthly rent. Usually, a guarantor is a parent, other trusted relative or friend, or anyone who's willing to vouch for your rent-paying prowess and possibly help you in a tight spot. For us, it was our fathers. Number six, air conditioning is... (laughs) Really, really important. Not only is it common for apartments to not have central air conditioning in New York City, but it's more common than any other cities in the United States not to have central air. A majority of residential buildings in Manhattan were built before World War II, and you're going to find window unit air conditioners dripping water onto pedestrians on everything from beautiful pre-war co-op buildings inhabited by billionaires to overcrowded pre-law tenement buildings. And let me tell you, it gets hot up here on the East Coast, especially in New York City in the summer. You're going to find, if you are looking for an apartment in New York City, that there really aren't that many around that have air conditioning in unit, so you will either have to deal with it or install air conditioning yourself. Thankfully, my lovely father came in. We bought brand new air conditioning units for each one of the bedrooms, and he installed them for us, and I'm telling you that it is life-changing. You really just don't realize how important air conditioning is until you live in a space that doesn't have any especially in the summer. Window air conditioning units are inexpensive and pretty easy to install, and window units are among the most popular options for cooling individual rooms. I know starting prices for them range from $129 for a small unit designed to cool roughly a 150-square-foot room and up to $599 for a larger unit designed to cool 1,600 square foot space, according to Lowe's. If you want the link to the specific air conditioning units that we got for our bedrooms, I will link to them in the show notes below as well. Number seven is some of my personal advice to any of you who are interested in moving to New York City. I would really avoid moving to New York City without any savings at all costs. One thing many actors new to the city can underestimate is just how expensive it is to live here. I mean, honestly, some days it feels like $20 bills are flying out of my pocket at warp speed. So prepare yourself for sticker shock and give yourself a financial buffer with some savings before you arrive. Remember, New York City is not exactly the most affordable city in the world. And unless you are lucky enough to have a good paying job or to have a fairly well off family that can help, you're probably not going to be living in the most luxurious space or neighborhood in the city, at least right away. So with all that in mind, in case you somehow haven't heard, just know that finding affordable housing in New York City isn't always easy. And while there are options for affordable housing that are quite decent, it can definitely take some searching. Regardless of where in the city you end up, it's always worth keeping in mind one thing, the fact that you are in New York, where some of the most exciting art in the world is being created every day, is in itself something to be thankful for, which leads me to number eight. 
Exploration, exploration time. Okay, so if you're moving to New York City and you don't have work and you don't have an audition or a rehearsal or a show, what are you going to do on a beautiful day? Well, while I'm not opposed to taking a day to just chill at home and watching Netflix and ordering pizza, I myself am very guilty of that on quite a few occasions during my days off. It's also worth remembering that you are living in New York City, one of the most exciting places on earth where there's always something to do. Like anywhere else, it's healthy to have a nice life where you can relax, socialize, and explore other interests you might have outside of the theater world, which I think is really, really important. In my own specific case, I am a blogger and a podcaster, and so I would actually argue that it is a necessity for the sake of not just finding inspiration, but also for my sanity to explore. So with all of that in mind, be sure to go out, explore, and enjoy. Number nine, take advantage of every deal discount that you can. Did I ever mention that living in New York City can be expensive? Yes, well, let me say it again. It is very, very expensive, even for a small room in a building. You'll be lucky to find one that's under a thousand a month. You will be so lucky if you found something under a thousand a month. Are you kidding me? Then, even after thinking about rent, you still need to eat. And what about making sure that you have enough money left over for your favorite pastime, like seeing theater? It's worth taking advantage of. Anything that is free or discounted that's out there. So you can make the most of what you can and get the most bang for your buck. There are plenty of good resources out there. There's actually a Facebook page, like um, I think it's called Free Events in New York City or Free Food in New York City. Uh, oftentimes, tips on this sort of thing are posted on those kind of websites and Today Ticks is an excellent app to get really cool deals and discounts on seeing shows. You can also enter lotteries and stuff to see shows. The point being, if you see anything that might help you save money, remember it. You might not exactly be living in luxury, but if you learn to take advantage of any deals that are out there, you'll still be having a good time while you're here. Which leads me to number 10. My last tip is to get a Metro card. And if you find yourself using the subway frequently, I'm going to suggest to you that you get yourself a monthly pass. At the time of recording this right now, I believe the monthly pass is something like $127. That's for a 30-day unlimited ride metro card. The average ride for a subway, the fare is $2.75, I believe. So if you do the math, if you do ride the subway frequently, you are going to want to invest in a monthly Metro card. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, remember, I was not, I never grew up a city girl, so I had no idea how to use the subway. I really don't still. I basically just use it one way and back the same way every single day. And I realized, wow, this kind of public transportation is going to save me a heck of a lot more money than taking a cab and not just walking places. I mean, it really is going to save me a lot of money. And so I 
know that if you are definitely going to be moving to the city, that making little changes like this is going to benefit you in the long run so that you don't find yourself begging for a job, especially if you don't have a survival job at hand and scrounging for money. So there you have it. Those are the 10 top things that I learned about signing a lease in New York City and moving my life over to New York City from New Jersey. It has been one heck of a ride, and I am very, very excited to see what comes next for me in this upcoming year. So if you enjoyed this, please go ahead and screenshot the episode, tag at Actor Aesthetic so that I can see who is listening alongside with me. Or if you have just a minute or two, leave a quick review on iTunes or whatever app you're listening on today so that I can continue to make this really awesome content for you guys. If you haven't heard already, I launched an incredible online course for musical theater actors. It is called Build Your Audition Book. I have linked to that highly anticipated course below, and I also have a really exclusive discount for my loyal podcast listeners. So if you use the code PODCAST40, you are going to save $40 on this course. A major, major deal only for my podcast listeners. So again, use the code PODCAST40, save $40 on this course. The course includes videos breaking down each genre of music that you need in your audition book, including traditional musical theater, contemporary musical theater, and pop rock. It also has downloadable audition book checklists and templates to keep organized, multiple lists of song suggestions by genre and vocal type. For all of my sopranos, altos, mezzos, tenors, baritones, I got you covered. It also has tips on how to find the perfect audition songs, the ultimate guide to making audition cuts, and plenty of examples of 32 bar and 16 bar cuts in each genre. That's it for now, folks. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.